Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. One alive, one dead, one fictional. It's up to you who you choose, you pick them all. It's up to you who you choose, you pick them all. Who you having? Make it who you wish. This is your dinner party. And it's your guest list. Hello and welcome to episode 16 of Guest List with Jake Lambert, the podcast where I interview comedians to find out who would be their perfect dinner party guests. But they can only pick three. One has to be alive, one has to be dead, and one has to be fictional. This week we are joined by Mark Simmons. It's a really good episode. Um, so I'm going to keep this intro uh, really quick as well uh, because it's a long episode. Um, a quick thank you to people who have done the donation thing. Um, some names, uh, thank you to Robert, uh, Catherine, Michelle, Lauren, Rachel and someone else who wanted to stay unanimous. Um, no, didn't want to say anonymous. Um, thank you very much. Um, this episode is so fun. Mark is uh, a very funny man very lovely man so it was lovely to uh spend time chatting with him um check out his podcast jokes with mark where comedians uh, sort of go on and talk about jokes they couldn't get to work which i know sort of sounds like you're just listening to bad jokes but it's them sort of working out how they got them to work or or how they can fix them and they go over them uh, i'm sure all the episodes are great but i've also been on it but listen to anyone that you want to listen to but i've also been on it basically it's great and so is mark and so is this episode so please enjoy my conversation with Mark Simmons. Sorry, one quick thing. Please remember to uh, subscribe and share and tell your friends. Thanks. Bye. But um, how have you been there? You've been doing quite a few online gigs. Yeah, it's been it's been good. Actually, I like the zooms. Mm. I'm a big I'm a big fan of them now. Do you like them? I do. I reckon I reckon they'll stay. Yeah, I mean, I will definitely do previews before Edinburgh. Oh, yeah. So my, my, my plan is to do one every sort of two or three months to my mailing list. And just and it just gives me a little gold, something to write towards. And, and with what I do, specifically with the, like the one-liners, mm. you can get a good gauge of if it's good or not on there. Like, I think yeah. with, some, with some sort of comics, it's, it's probably quite difficult because like if you're telling a story and then someone someone laughs halfway through the story and then everyone's sort of attention goes to that voice and then it comes back you can't get a good gauge but with one-liners it's let me talk punchline laugh or not laugh next one so it works quite nice in in that sense i wonder if it sort of actually helped storytellers um comedians storytelling comedians write some jokes a bit sort of (laughs) to do (laughs) some work you're saying that those comedians aren't real comedians because there's no jokes. Is that, that's what you're saying, isn't it? You know the other one, those sort of personalities. 
<laughs> but yeah, because you do, because the timing is a bit off. In fact, I would say Zoom gigs have helped my delivery because I don't do one-liners so much anymore. I think that it's made me sound more conversational, which you have to do, I think, to deliver yeah. Zoom material if you're not doing a one-liner because you have to sort of be like, you're just sort of pondering because mm, I, I, I conversation. I literally say, here, I'm going to do some jokes. So I, I have to do that now. So I have to basically say, this is what this is. And then they get on board with it. This is strange, Which, isn't it? I reckon doing actual stand-up um, would, one, be a good, uh, a good opener. But it does sound like you're slagging off the previous act. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know, yeah. I, I think I have done that before. I said it and gone, oh, that doesn't sound... That does sound bad. Okay, so I'm going to do some jokes. Um, anyone know what they are? <laughs> the last guy didn't. I actually did say that once. Um, <laughs> I did that with uh, Mark Dolan was comparing like a competition final I was in and he was so bad uh, and, and he just hadn't got a single laugh. And then I went out and just did, didn't even say hello. I did a one-liner and then went, it's a joke, isn't it? I said, it's nice to have the first one of the evening. <laughs> <laughs> how did that go down good and, it, and it's because it's one of both ways because if, if they kind of like him but didn't just weren't laughing yeah that could be bad for you but if they were thinking well, I, I, we need some some comedy then obviously that's you're, really, you're releasing attention then aren't you it was it was the amused moose final so i think it was quite sort of uh industry enough people to sort of understand what he had failed to do and what i was happy to sort of uh reference um, I also, I think it was also came from anger because I remember Flo was in the gig and I was at the side of stage texting her. I was basically, I was texting her to say, this is mad. He hasn't told a single joke. And then I just went out there and did that because I was angry because I was like, you haven't done your job. I know this is a competition final. I did that final and Jack Whitehall and Holly Walsh hosted mine. So it's quite a... <laughs> <laughs> So what year did you do it? Uh, 09. Oh, right. I did mine in uh, 1-5. <laughs> oh, well, I did do it. Oh, okay. Well, did we do that for that? Uh, you have to. We did it because saying you did it in nine <laughs> sounds mad. You have to put the O there. I did it in nine. <laughs> it sounds like a McIntyre there, doesn't it? Why do we do Why do we say that? We have to say 09. Oh, I'll just say nine. That's the that's not that wasn't me trying to do an impression, by the way. That wasn't the world's worst impression. <laughs> it was like that doesn't sound even like him. I'm gonna say what I think they could say, and you can imagine it being in their voice. <laughs> and funnier. <laughs> I try not to wear these headphones because loads of people, because they're not they're the ones you poke in your ears. Oh yeah. A lot of people they, they come out of my ears a bit, and a lot of people say it looks, say it looks like I'm sort of a policeman undercover because I keep <laughs> my finger. It's like I'm listening for the all clear to go. As um, as undercover police officers go, I reckon a six foot two. <laughs> six foot four. Six foot... <laughs> Actually, six foot three and a half. Technically. Oh, well, I was imagining you're hunched over. That's all. In, in character. Oh, yeah. Oh, thanks, mate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'll probably have a shorter haircut because I'm undercover. That is um, that is an impressive lot of hair. I know, I know. I had it, I had it cut yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> no, 
I've got my haircut to, uh, Friday, it's booked in. Yeah, it looks like um, we could have cut back to you doing uh, Amuse Moose in nine, and that would have been the look. <laughs> it actually, yeah, it actually is, I think. <laughs> I haven't really changed my look since 2007. Do you, would you say you had a look? Actually, that sounded offensive. I didn't mean it to be. <laughs> Um, no, I mean, I mean, it's it is a look, but it's yeah, not yeah. like it, it's not a well-known one. <laughs> it's not like oh, I see what he's doing. He's doing a bit like that person. It's, I think it's a unique look. Yeah. I actually did a joke about I, I did a joke about that in one of my shows. I had a thing where I was getting advice from other comedians and throughout the show, and then uh, just on bits of paper. And then I couldn't find one and I was looking everywhere for it. And, and I mean, I don't want to blow smoke up my bottom, but my acting was pretty good. People were genuinely thought I'd lost it. And I was going through the crowd saying, oh, I'd lost, I, I, might, I might have been walking along here, I might have fallen out. Uh, I looked outside, eventually I came back and the advice was from Noel Fielding. And it said, uh, you need to have a good look. <laughs> but because of the length I'd gone to, it got a not really nice reaction because everyone just because it just fooled everyone because I was just panicking. That's great. That's a that's a lovely bit. Was that in an Edinburgh show? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. I wasn't doing that at a comedy store. <laughs> I don't know why Don hasn't called back. <laughs> but but, but annoyingly, I've I've got loads of those bits I did in Edinburgh, but. And they're my favourite bits. I love those mm. bits because you're kind of toying with people, but you're still doing a joke. Yeah, that's great fun. And you need something like that in Edinburgh. Mm. Yeah, something yeah. To, to change if it I, up if or I ever something. Got, if I ever got reviewed, that would be quite important. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I never do. So. <laughs> I think reviewers, once they've watched a one-liner comic, it must be so difficult to write a different review the next time yeah. you see them. Mm. Because, like... Like, my ability to write jokes won't have changed. Do you know what I yeah. mean? It, won't, it, should, well, it shouldn't have got worse. Like, it, if anything, it should have got a bit better. But how, how many ways can you describe? Yeah, he does a punch set up. He does the punch line. And they, they laughed. Yeah. And he does another one of those. So then those extra bits of what would add to that, give them something else to talk about. So if any reviewers are listening, there's something for you to write about if you want to come and see me. <laughs> Because it's true, because either they're going to say um, he has no opinion on anything, which is clear throughout, or his opinion changes literally from joke to joke. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I had some, sometimes if I get the order wrong, but sometimes that happens, like something happens in the room, mm. and you just jumped over bits. And then I have to say to the audience, oh, I've, I've got a girlfriend in this one. Like, because I told them earlier, I'd just broken up with my girlfriend. They're like, oh no, I've got one in this one. But they kind of, if you work with that, that actually kind of adds to it. Yeah, and it's actually, I reckon, that you are the the great balance for the these comedians who sort of open up too much or give you nothing but opinions for an hour. You are the perfect. Is it antidote? Yeah, yeah, I guess. Of so. actually, I remember someone saying it to me once, going, "Oh, you, you know, can you just talk about things?" I'm like, "Yeah, but it's not as separate enough." from mm. these sort of right. real autobiographical or, you know, these sort of um, political stand-ups. Because there's a little bit of, you know, it goes between the lot. But yours is so the other way that it is yeah, the yeah. actually like you are the good. I think it was, um, what was it? Catherine Bohart was calling me like a palate cleanser. But I think you're the palate cleanser because it's so yeah. far. And it is just, it's just, it's just purely for fun. 
Mm. That's, that's nice. Yeah, because I, I, my, my, I can't remember who it was. I had a guest on my podcast recently and they it might be Bobby Mayer. And he just went, I have no idea what you think about anything. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Because I don't, I don't express anything. I don't, you know, it's just not my thing. Yeah, because you can sort of, not that I'm not saying people should do this, or would, but you could easily with you watch one of your jokes, turn around and have a conversation with your mate for two minutes, jump back in and you'll, you, you haven't missed, you, you, you have missed something, of course, but you haven't got to catch up. <laughs> Fly me, right. Two minutes, everyone's still laughing for the first one, so it's fine. You're still looking for that bit of paper. Yeah. <laughs> okay, Mark. Yes. There's been a knock at the door. Yes. It's the first guest of the evening. It's your mm-hmm. live guest. So yeah. who's at the door? Um, I feel like I need to... Oh. So so basically, I've, this has made me so anxious, this process. <laughs> um, I, I genuinely had an anxiety dream last night because of this. <laughs> I find it so... I, 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 I explain why. <laughs> Sorry, we've been recording ages and you probably just want to get to it. But so, okay, so I'll tell you about my anxiety dream first, if you want to hear about it. Yeah, yeah, please. I was um, going to say, I want to know. It's a bit of a weird one. Um, so my usual anxiety dream is like someone's attacking like a house or something and then you have to get out and you escape and you're running, right? Oh, okay. Um, that's fun. And yeah, they are quite fun, actually. They're, they're a bit like a Bourne movie. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. Sort of jump in. That tends to be what they look like. And then, but also I need, I, sometimes I need a wee in the night as well. So as well as oh. running away, you're also looking for a toilet. It's all sort of mixed in. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then for some reason I was with the guy from Superbad. Um, who's that, the, the chubby? Jonah guy. Hill? Oh, yeah, Mike, Jonah Michael Sierra. Oh, Jonah Hill, yeah. Yeah, Jonah Hill. And, uh, and he got hit by a car like he does in that film. Oh, and yeah. He, he rolls up the windscreen. And in the dream, it was hilarious. Like it was proper funny. Like everybody, it was just like it's lovely, joyous moment, and I woke up. I don't know what that means. Was it Jonah Hill or is whoever's driving the car was is the guest you've chosen? Or is that good? Neither. But but that sums up the process because I I I'm just struggling. Like like I like go go through this. uh, Do other people have this trouble? Like proper like I find I think it says a lot about me. I've never had anybody tell me about the fact that I've caused them anxiety and anxiety <laughs> dreams. I felt like the whole process of this, I feel like I've given myself therapy because it's what, like, at one point I was going, I, went, I said, I literally said to myself, what's wrong with you? Like, <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> because and it, it's, it's just brought back loads of stuff. This is turning into a, like a, like a, a mental I finally scratched podcast. behind the service. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is it. This is the one. Um, you got to scratch behind the surface. Off. Sorry, scratch below the surface. Peek behind the curtain. <laughs> I, I went for scratch behind the surface. Yeah. No, I, I was fine with it. Um, so, so basically, I just couldn't. Like from what I've listened to other people's, they had people that they were like, "I'd love to meet that guy. That's the guy I've always wanted to meet. That person is coming." But I haven't. I don't have that. Like. <laughs> I've got no, like, there, like, there's lots of, I even literally Googled um, famous people, right? I, I did that, right, <laughs> for inspiration. And I, 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 was looking, and I, was looking, I was looking through and I was just going, like, all these people, I'd be like, yeah, yeah, that'd be quite nice to meet. Yeah, 
Elvis. Yeah, sure. I'd meet Elvis. Why not? Like <laughs> Bobby Moore. Yeah, I wouldn't mind meeting Bobby Moore. But I'm not, I wasn't. Tom Cruise. I'm, yeah, I'd love to meet Tom Cruise. But like, no one. Ex- no, there was no one excited me at all. Do you know what I mean? So yeah. So I don't know if you remember, Mark, that, that four minutes ago I asked you who's at the door. <laughs> anticipation <laughs> but, but, but ultimately before you name them all we know is you're not really that bothered and they were just uh probably the seventh no. page on google search no 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 <laughs> no the famous no, people no. no that was that no i'd already decided who i was going for then but i was disappointed in my choices a bit so i was like <laughs> i need to look to see anyway sorry um and, and i went for a walk with, i'm talking too much i went for a walk with my dad earlier and I was talking to oh, him yeah. about it, so I was struggling. And then he just reeled his off, bang, bang, bang. And I was like, what's oh, wrong with me? Can he like, come on? <laughs> well, exactly. He'd be better. Do you know who he picked? I'll tell you. Um, he went for Michael Caine, alive. Lovely. Um, he went for uh, Gene Hunt oh. um, from Ashes to Ashes. Oh, okay. Oh. But he's literally just as just discovered it's just it's basically oh the character of the fictional character yeah, yeah oh sorry yes 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 so, so basically because he's um from this like he's just discovered that show and because my dad loved the 70s that's so he just was that's why he was right there, I think. great yeah um and then for dead he chose basically dave allen if it was like a fun night oh, yeah and then richard the richard the third <laughs> <laughs> it's always been one or the other <laughs> Because he, he wanted to ask, because he wanted to know the truth about some of the history or something. I don't know. Anyway, anyway, so that just made me think, what? I don't know. So, like, for example, I'm oh, sorry, you asked about 10 minutes ago the question. <laughs> sorry, I'll just let it all out. This is so weird. My anxiety dream tonight is me going, there's a fire in my house, and I'm going, Mark, have you seen my phone? I need to call the fire brigade. And you're going, the funny thing is, the other day, actually, I couldn't find my phone. And I'm going, Mark, where is it? You're like, well, my dad always knows where his phone is. But this is a prime example. I, I worked at a cinema and I served Paul McCartney like, quite a lot of times, right? Right, and, is you saying you were on box office, then you ran around to popcorn, and then you ran around to take yeah, yeah. his ticket. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, and, and I wasn't excited about that at all. It meant nothing to me. And then it's only That's recent mental. years. It's only recent years where, where like, I've heard, like, like Rob Brydon, like, when I, I supported him on tour, and he, he would talk mm. about me to, like, Paul McCartney, like, that was the biggest thing he'd ever... It's like, what? I don't know... I mean, I don't know. It's not, it wasn't oh. my favorite, but only now I, I, I realise that's quite a cool thing. Yeah, it, yeah. I think had, it's I pretty think cool. Nachos. I think he had nachos. Oh. I, I mean, the, the fact you can't even remember. Right, anyway. So, first person. Ready? <laughs> Go on. Okay, okay, so these are based on... Oh, my God. ...conversation. <laughs> things I want to talk to people about, right? Great. That's a good angle. Okay. Vincent Kennedy McMahon. Right. Yeah, you're into wrestling. I am. I'm into wrestling a lot. I've never I've, known him being dressed as that before. <laughs> that's his. That's his full name. Yeah. <laughs> um, and right. I, I wanted something wrestling related there, and I, I, I was thinking I could go for The Rock because The Rock would be quite cool because he's got the whole he's a superstar, but also he's got the wrestling background. There's lots of talk about that. Yeah, I mean, yeah. We probably have a. 
we'd probably have a workout. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> that sort of thing. But but I think with Vince McMahon is he's he's one of those people that because like with wrestling and talking about the business, like if you're into wrestling, the, mm. like the some of the best bit, bits is learning about what's going on backstage, like the backstage stuff. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. Some, and lots of wrestlers and people that used to work for WWE have like released podcasts and they spill the beans and it's all like, are they telling the truth? But really, but he's the only guy that there's no access to. Do you know what I mean? There's, he's the only person in wrestling that you really could never meet. Like, like the un, like the Undertaker, right? Mm. If you you know pop down to the morgue. And like you might meet him, like you might see him walking around where he lives, but you would never ever or, or, into... or driving past you the, the wrong yeah. way. <laughs> Just undertaking me. Lovely. <laughs> Great stuff. Um, <laughs> so, so, so I, I just think he's he's one of those people that just it, like he's he's never really done interviews or anything. So, so I'd, I'd hope that he would be open to talk about everything. But he's the only person that really, really knows the, the like the the inner workings. Because the other people, he's the boss, and also because like, he's an amazing guy. As in success wise, mm. like what he's done is insane. Yeah, and, and it's almost like um, he's. I'd say, although this guy has done interviews in, in sort of a comedy way, he's like Lorne Michaels. Mm, who yes, sort of yes. created SNL and, and has done mm. so much and launched so many careers. Um, and, and But he has done a little bit. I think he's done like a Comedians in Cars and he's done a couple of podcasts. But right. it, it was actually recently I watched um, Beyond the Mat. Oh, uh, yeah, great. See, that is a prime example of what, what I'm talking about. Yeah, and actually and that, I was so impressed that he was the one who, I think, did he do something? I don't really understand. I don't, well, don't, not, I don't really understand. I don't understand business at all. He made it like a, a public company or something. Yeah. Or they, he launched them to go even bigger. And mm. then you see him in there and he's, you realise this guy is just a go-getter and he has like, yeah. I mean, I can't, I don't think I've ever used that term, but that is what he is. And he's yeah. like, he's in there, he's directing the wrestlers before they go out and he's telling them, you're going to do this. And then he's in a business meeting and then he's with this guy who can like throw up and he's like yeah. offering him a contract. And yeah, then he's yeah, like yeah. backstage watching these two guys who are trialing out and he, he knows everything we like, everything we don't like, what we need to work on. He's yeah. clearly, he, that is he his, doesn't, his... He doesn't sleep. That's a, that's a thing. He he doesn't sleep, and he's oh. in the and like all the wrestlers say how he's in the gym at like two in the morning after a show. Right. He'll go and work out, and then like it's a, one of those. He's, he's just a he's just an enigma. This bloke, like it's because he started. He took over his dad's company, and then and then he was back then. Wrestling was in territories in the different oh, states okay. and areas, and then he was the first one to go national with it, and then global. And, and amazing like there's a, and there's like a wwe network where it's just got all of everything that's ever been on wwe um and you, it's like a subscription thing but apparently he had this idea of this like this basically netflix he had the idea that there'd be this sort of network of stuff years like prop like in the 90s he had this right. idea and the foresight and then he brought lots of footage from other companies because he knew eventually it would be useful. Wow. So it's just, I, I think he'd be fascinating. I don't think he'd be fun. Like, I don't think it would be a fun party with him there. And I feel like he'd be quite awkward socially. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I can imagine that. But I can imagine he would bring a lovely bottle of something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he'd probably just, you know, he'd, he'd sit back. He'd probably, 
I reckon he could tell you things maybe after a drink, he would loosen up. Mm. And I felt like if a conversation went on something he didn't know about, I think he'd mm. lose him. I think he'd like <laughs> Yeah, that. yeah, yeah. He'd put you for a table. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. So Great choice. I, and I, and I, basically, I, wanted cho- I want choices that no one else has done either. Have you had any sort of double up yet? Uh, yeah, yeah. There's been a few. Victoria Wood is quite a common one. Is it? Yeah, yeah. But I imagine it will start to happen, especially with comedians. You know, I'm surprised a lot yeah. more people haven't gone for sort of Richard Pryor yet. Yes. Oh, OK. But, but yes, uh, but some people, I think, don't want to go for the obvious choices. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. I'd, but, I'd assume Richard Pryor would have come up already. And so I think somebody went for Eddie Murphy because they didn't want to go for the obvious, which was oh, Richard really? Pryor. Yeah. And I was like, well, that's yeah. still quite obvious. Yeah. You've not actually gone the other way. <laughs> There's been another knock at the door. Oh, can't wait. It's second guest of the evening. It's the dead guest. Yeah. Um, so who, who's at the door? Okay, so I wanted I wanted a, a comedian, I think. And, mm-hmm. and the, thing with com- the thing with comedy, because we're comedians, any comic that's alive, there's a good chance we might meet them at some point. Yes, I've spoken about this before, actually, the fact right. that we can we can move in circles... In fact, I spoke mm. about the fact that Robin Williams had done a, a gig in Kingston outside the box. Yeah. Uh, mm. you can, it can happen. Perfect. Yeah. yeah. You haven't gone for Richard Pryor, have you? <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. So my first thought was Tommy Cooper, right? Mm. Yeah. Just, just legend and, you know, I really liked him when I was a kid. But I thought, I thought he is, he's like that natural funny thing. I thought I'm not going to learn anything from him being there, I don't think. So, so I'm going for Bob Monkhouse. Lovely. He's like basically. So my podcast, as you know, is about writing jokes. Yeah, he would be my dream guest on that. Oh, because, because a lot of people think of Bob Monkhouse great, as great reason to choose him. Yeah, like a lot of people think of it as like a game show host, mm. but he he wasn't really. That was after, like he was a proper comic and a proper yeah. comic at those times that wrote his own stuff. And mm. And just because they, they had that whole, you know, that we, do you remember that whole thing when he lost his joke book? It was like front page news. Yeah, yeah. Imagine a comic losing his joke book now. That's not front page news, is it? <laughs> it's like that's like um, ten ten retweets. Yeah. <laughs> Have you seen this book? <laughs> so, oh. so, so yeah. So I, I just think it'd be fascinating to talk to about joke writing and yeah. um, and just comedy in general. Because he was like the, the one of the sort of first proper known comics that were writers. Like I wasn't even a big fan, not even a big fan of his as his, as an act, really. Do you know what I mean? Because he's coming from the era of those old school jokes, like Irishman, Scotchman. I don't think he really did that stuff. Maybe he did in the early days a bit, but but it moved on quite a bit. And I know that he knew um, Kevin. You know Kevin McCarthy. Oh, of course you do. Um, yes, yeah. Who's one of my favourite people in comedy? Yeah. Um, he he was friends with him, and I, so I've I've often wow. picked his brain about him because Kevin was on one of the um, talent shows that uh, Bob Monkhouse hosted back in when Kevin first started. So it's like something like Opportunity Knocks or something like that. I don't it, know it was something that, that, and one. then they became basically famous overnight. Right, you did that on the Saturday night, and you if yeah, you won yeah. that or something, you, you, won, you would. Yeah. So he stayed in contact with Bob Monkhouse, and even not right to, to just before he died. 
they sort of oh. went for dinner and stuff. So, and he'd always say how he's always talking about jokes. And I was just really jealous. Like I'd love oh, to pick that. That's amazing. I'd love to pick that brain. Like he's, he wrote arguably my favorite joke. I think it's one of the best jokes ever written. Go on. Can you, can you guess, do you know any of his ones? This, this, no, I was going to say actually that the only, um, the, the only video I can think of of him doing stand up is the one that went viral a few years ago where they took the laughter out and it was just quite dark. Oh, really? I haven't heard I think, that. I think it was sort of quite racist, I think. Oh, 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 God. No, no. I'll take it back. <laughs> Change my mind. Change my mind. Change my mind. Change my mind. Ed, cut, cut. Edit. <laughs> Tommy Cooper. <laughs> oh, no. Okay, well, I've never seen that, and I've never heard that. Because like, that would have been I think you sent it to me. <laughs> I think I wrote it for him. Um, <laughs> it just cut, there was no laugh there. It just cut to you laughing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, okay. So have you ever seen, ignore that bit. Um, so, oh God. So, Sorry. That's right. This joke's but, not racist. <laughs> imagine. No, it's not. Because I, I never, I would never put him in that group. I guess, I suppose if everything's socially acceptable, then maybe he would have. Yeah. I and I think what it is, is, is it's when you take the laughter, which people have actually, t- t- like, in his defence, I, I I can't even remember what he's saying, but I'd say that without the laughter, it was quite weird because it cuts the audience sort of sat there as though he's, like, dying on his ass and they're sort right. of going. But people have done the same with Friends. Yeah, yeah. You know, the scenes from Friends where they take the laughter out and it just seems really weird, everything they're saying, because it is out of context. I mean, if, yeah. if if you stood up in a room and started saying the things you say, it would, I mean, you'd look you'd look mad, wouldn't you? Yeah, yeah. But I, I also think that he... Not me, it'd always be in context. People would go, well done, yeah. he was like a genius and people didn't realise, but... <laughs> but I feel like he would have moved with the times. Do you know what I mean? Yes, like, I, yeah, I yeah, yeah. For example, like that video of him, um, do you, did you see the thing where he his last gig... Did you you no. must have seen that. How oh, really? Oh, you'll love it. So basically, oh. his last ever gig he put on. It's on YouTube, I think. It, they, it was on BBC, um, and he basically invited comics. So comics of all levels filled the audience, and you look through, you'll see loads of circuit Whoa. comics that you know. And it was just him doing jokes. To, it's like an audience with, but it's just all comedians in a dark wow. club. It's great. It's really, it's really good to watch. So, what so, year yeah, was this? I can't remember, but he, he, I think, I think at the end he told them that he was dying or something like, he, oh like he my. Would, or I might have just made that up, but <laughs> I feel like he, he, like it was a, he, he hadn't got long left. I think he knew that he hadn't got long left. So he wanted to do this gig. And that's what I love as well is it goes all the t- fame, the TV, it came down to a bit comedy in a club with other comics <gasps> that he wanted to do. And I just feel like that's such a nice way to go out that last gig. So the joke, my, my favourite oh, joke yeah. of his, um, is the one, you would have heard it, it's, um, I've got to remember it now, um, uh, when I told people I wanted to be a comedian, they laughed, they're not laughing now, it's right. the, that is, that is it, it, the perfect joke. Yes, yes, and used in The Joker. Right, this is, I was going to go on to this, I, yes. I, I hate, ha- okay, so there's a number of things, it's used in The Joker, so The mm. Joker is on stage and he's doing that joke. So my biggest bugbear with it is they sold it like it's a bad joke. Yes. Like, like, yeah. like, like it was sold. He was dying. And this was an example mm. of him doing badly. 
It's one of the yeah. best jokes ever written, I think. How that that And funny. also in the film, doesn't then somebody heckle and sort of go, Yeah, we're not or something, or sort of Exactly. So they've as, they've almost taken the joke at face value. Yeah, yeah, as though it wasn't a joke. Yes, yeah. it completely it does it makes no sense. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I, I'm and I'm I, I can well I don't know but I'm assuming they didn't have permission to use that joke. I can't imagine that yeah. Bob Monkhouse's mm. family would have said, "Yeah, use that joke and undermine that joke." Do you know what I mean? Exactly. Yeah, and I'm surprised because Gary Goldman is the comedian who brings them on, right? And Gary Goldman's a very sort of yes. proper comedian uh, and a sort of a I guess you'd say a comedian's comedian, and he's sort of. So he's he's there. So I'm, I was also surprised that he sort of allowed it to happen and didn't step right, in yeah. and say this. Maybe this he doesn't... Got, didn't know. I mean, like, I don't know if that, that would have came across the, uh, you know, the because back then there's no YouTube, so maybe there wouldn't have been. Yeah, maybe, that's true. Yeah, but it's just yes, that really really annoyed me more oh, more so than the fact they used a Gary Glitter song in the film. Both annoyed me. I can't. I can't make. I can't stress that enough. But did you know it was a Bob Monkhouse joke? Um, I think I would have actually. I think, but yeah. but but I would have probably credited it to one of those lots. Yeah. yeah. Um, not racist, old school comedians. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I think I would have said. I would have assumed it was somebody around that. I think I probably could have. Mm. Uh, yeah. Guessed it was his. But yeah, that is it. That is perfect joke. Mm. Yeah, and butchered, and for, and yeah, you're right, used but terribly. What, but yeah, I do, I think stand up in films is bad anyway because it, yeah. for me it can't work because so with a film script, if you want you you want the audience to think one thing or another. So mm. if you're if you want them to think that this act is having a good gig, then you, that it has to be a joke that everybody gets. But comedy is subjective, so yeah. it can't be. So that, yeah. I just don't think that, that ever works because, like, um, Adam Sandler one, what's, what's the one with that? I actually, it got panned a bit. I think, Funny I people. I really liked it, yeah. I really like it, yeah. Yeah. But but the stand-up is terrible because, mm. like, so Seth, is it Seth Rogen? Seth Rogen, yeah. So he's doing stand-up and he's meant to be smashing it or dying. But mm. I've got a different opinion to what the script wants because... I don't, I don't think what he's saying is funny, but he's meant to be funny. I feel like it's, it doesn't work. Yeah, it's hard to get across what, apart from them giving us an audience that's laughing, but the, the angle mm. could be this guy is a hack and the audience are, are lapping it up. It's, yes. it's hard to, to know. And, and considering how many comedians were involved in that film, and, you know, yeah, yeah. Shad Apatow, who did stand-up, Seth Rogen did stand-up, Adam Sandler did stand-up. Mm. Um, I think Jonah Hill, in fact, I recently watched an interview with Jonah Hill, um, where he was uh, being interviewed to say that he went and did stand up. Jada Patel made them go and do it for a couple of months before the film. And he said he was like horrendous at it. He was so bad. And he came off stage at the Los Angeles Comedy Store and Louis C.K. was there. And he said, like, can, can you give me some tips? And Louis was like, I, it was, I, he goes, honestly, it was horrible. Like, I can't give, like, I don't know what to do with you. He said, I, he, said he just didn't have it. It was funnier in my dream. <laughs> Who'd have thought Jonah Hill would have come up twice in this podcast and not be one of my suggestions? What would you do if you if you had one question to ask him? But Monkhouse. No, Jonah Hill. Yeah. <laughs> How's your back? <laughs> he got hit really hard by that car. <laughs> oh, one question. I mean. 
I don't know. I, you know what? I'd probably like to know. I, I would treat it like my podcast. I'd like to. I'd like to him to give me an example of a joke that he couldn't get to work, and then let's have a chat about it. Perfect answer. Is that right? Yeah. I Perfect. Because yeah, right. that'd be interesting. Because that is how I would get to the real crux of his knowledge. Because there's no yeah. point in him telling me a joke that works. I'd also show him the joke and see what he says. That'd be interesting. Yeah. I'd like to see his reaction to that. He would hate, he, I, I assume he would hate that. Yeah, good to bring him back in and sort of really rile him up. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, push and do that. Yeah, good point. Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Okay, there's been another knock at the door. Yes, yeah, It's the yes. third and final guest of the evening, unless Jonah Hill turns up. It's your, <laughs> uh, it's your fictional guest. Yeah. So uh, who, who's at the door? This is the one I think you might have guessed. I don't believe you've mm-hmm. guessed any of the others. Um, the, Mr. Miyagi. Right, you love The Karate Kid. I love The Karate Kid. It's, it's my favourite film. And Mr. Miyagi is the most... Un, I think he's one of the most underrated characters in cinema. I think he is one of the best characters that has ever been portrayed. Um, and <laughs> did you know Oscar nominated for that role? Oscar nominated, yeah, he was, yeah, which is incredible, yeah. isn't it? Really, to think that as like a, a children's film, anyway, to get. Mm. All right, so, hang on, easy. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> it's <was> a cartoon. <laughs> Such a lot of hidden depth to that film. <laughs> I've got a fun. Well, I've got a little fact about it. So the reason it was nominated. That do you, when was the last time? Have you? Do you know the film? Well. I imagine you probably Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd, I'd say I've watched it. I, I think I've watched it since, uh, like, the pandemic. Oh, lovely. Yeah, because it went on Netflix. Did you watch Cobra Kai? That's I haven't watched Cobra Kai yet. Oh, no, you, sorry. You, 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 <laughs> mate, I feel sorry for you. <laughs> like, closest I've now. ever seen you to angry. <laughs> <laughs> Your lips went tight. emotions out of me today. <laughs> <laughs> but it's, a good, it's good to watch the Karate Kid original and then go and watch. And it holds up. It is, like, it's a really good film. Like, the amount of people yeah. I've said to, like, you should watch the Karate Kid. And then the natural reaction is, what? The Karate Kid? Is that sort of, are you, what are you talking about? Yeah. You watch it. It's got, it's got everything. It's a, it's, mm. really, it's, a, it's a really well-made 80s film. I understand what you mean by underappreciated, which is mad to say when you think about the fact that everybody knows who he is and everybody knows mm. Wax On, Wax Off. Um, yeah. Or is it Wax Off, Wax On? Wax On, uh, Wax, wax, on wax Off. You can't take that off, might have on. already. That might have kind of ruined it a little bit because he's just mm. remembered for Wax On, Wax Off, which is only a very... 
It's, it's probably the most ludicrous part of the, ca- the character. Is yeah, yeah. It's those bits. When actually there's a lot a lot going on there, isn't there? Uh, you get a lot of sort of story of, of who he is. Mm. More than I think you'd remember. There was a, there was a, there's a scene where he gets, he gets right in the middle of it, him and, he and Daniel are like mm. much closer in that kind of father-son sort of like dynamic. And he gets drunk and then there's a scene where Daniel sort of turns up and he's drunk and it's the anniversary yeah. of his wife's death yeah. when he was in the war um, and he won like a Medal of Honour. And then like she died whilst giving birth to their child and they both they both died and this is a children's film (laughs) like like it's it's so intense and the acting like he is the 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 emotion yeah and the the, the watery eyes and the way he delivers it and he's drunk at the time it's 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 a perfect piece of acting and that apparently is what one that got him nominated for the oscar is that scene Wow. And uh, that scene very, and as you can imagine, that scene very nearly got cut from the whole film. Like the, I can't remember exactly who, but someone was like, you, that you, it's just, it's not the vibe of the film. It's like, it's meant to be a children's kind of uplifting and it's quite a dark moment. Yeah. And then they, they, apparently the director, I think, fought to keep that in. And it's, it's the best scene of the film. Yeah. Yeah. It's amazing. Just and imagine that never it, went in and I, you never, you know. I assumed that I just sort of didn't almost, uh, when I was younger watching it, just sort of didn't accept that scene. Just sort of, yeah. it just washed over me. To me, probably, it's going to sound horrendous, but at eight years old, you'll forgive me, was the boring bit. I, I 100% would have fast-forwarded through it that yeah. when I was a kid. Definitely. Yeah. But of course you do. You've got no emotion. <laughs> I think you've discovered I have got some emotion. It's <laughs> very well hidden. <laughs> But he, um, what year was that film? Like eighty four. Uh, yeah. So eighty five Oscars. Oh, good question. I don't, I don't, I should know the answer to that as a geek, but no, I don't know that. I'm just wondering what he sort of uh, lost oh, I, to. I have, what film? I have looked that up before actually. Um, Would it be? Um, is it the kill, uh, the Killing Fields? Oh, Who was yes. the guy in that? I think it was, mate. No, oh Pat Morito, yeah, there you go, yeah, yeah, and the winner was the kid, uh, the Hang S Ungor. I don't know who that is, in the Killing Fields, yeah. Wow, but I mean, yes. to get obviously to get nominated is huge. I mean, that must have been so unexpected because you, you know he was yeah. a stand-up comedian. Yeah, I, I, I remember watching it because because he's so. It makes you appreciate the the acting because he's like he's got an American accent. Um, yeah, when he's doing stand-up. And I'm like, no, I want you to be Mr. Miyagi. Like, and it shows how how good he was for that because it's yeah. so unbelievable. And they didn't want him actually as the actor originally because, um, because they didn't want to. They didn't want it to be funny. They didn't want a like a. They didn't want um, a comic actor to do it. Um, but that adds so much to the character because it's such subtle comedy. I wonder what that did to his career, stand-up career afterwards. You know, like um, yeah, um, like like Tim Allen was obviously quite like a blue comedian, and then suddenly he had people watching Home Improvement, and then he was suddenly selling out uh, these theatres. And th- yeah. there's stories of him having to give, and him happily doing it, giving families um, money back because he's talking about like 
rude things and they brought their children along and they weren't expecting oh, it. That's so funny. Because he talked about the fact that he used to do like, he was on the road and it was quite a tough gig. So he would do the whole, uh, you know, like the machine, the, the thing he did. Mm. Uh, he did it to get people's attention so they could at least remember that's the guy that did the noises. Right. Got a sitcom off of it and became this sort of family guy, which is just not, not what he was. Yeah. Um, and even My, sort of Ardlo Hanlon having a similar thing with Father Ted, uh, where yeah. it was quite sort of hard hitting or sort of like anti-religious comedy, which I know Father Ted is obviously quite anti, but it's, uh, mm. he said it was families coming up. Actually, what he did wasn't quite, wasn't as sort of family friendly. Yeah, I was always disappointed in his stand up because it wasn't Dougal. It was not Dougal, yeah. I loved that character when I was a kid. But um, I wonder if it sort of helped him. Did he sort of become more known as a stand up after it? I don't know because my nan did that. She she loved Big Break. What? So she, she loved Big Break. <laughs> oh, okay. And, I'm trying to think what the comparison with what your nan did was. No, and she went to uh, watch Jim Davidson live, and then it was <laughs> like it just really uncomfortable because she had no idea what his stand-up was, but she liked Big Break. <laughs> so so yeah. you, you and your but nan are quite similar with your tastes. <laughs> <laughs> Unbelievable. Um, so. So I, but I, I, all the footage of him doing stand up is before. Oh, so maybe he didn't really do it. I think he just acted afterwards. Because wasn't he in something else, like a sit, like a really well known sitcom as well back then? Yes, he was in um, Happy Days, wasn't he? He was in Happy Days. Yeah, yeah. So maybe he just got into acting and then didn't carry on. Well, some people do that over here. You know, they're not in it for the not not the purists. I assume I know the answer, but what's your favourite of the of the films? Number one is the best. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Great. So um, I guess him from that film is what the yeah. one that's coming. And I'd like to watch Cobra Kai with him as well. Because oh. it's, it's, it's been made very respectfully to his character. Like it's still, his character is still the heart of Oh, the that's lovely. So, and I think um, Ralph Macchio, who plays Daniel... LaRusso mm. he the film means a lot to him I think so he and also Pat Morita did as the, the actor um, yeah did as well so I think he wouldn't take on any projects that he was offered until he sort of knew that the heart of it was right and it is that's it's, amazing it's, brilliant. It's, it's one it's the best one of the best tv shows yeah the, the, um, the, the, the three producers of it and writers um, are major fans so they uh, so that's what, they should do that every time yeah. It blows my mind that they don't do that with like, when they do it with Star Wars, you can see the difference. Mm. It's Yeah. And also, that's why Mandalorian's so great, isn't it? Because... Um, well, I haven't John watched Favreau, it. Haven't you? All oh, right. But I always thought John Favreau should get the films back when they said mm. they could relaunch them. I'm surprised they didn't give it to him. Yeah, because Because he's phenomenal um, and he's done so well. And I haven't watched it yet, but everyone just says he's done so well with it. And being like, and not a fan, it's like a super fan. You should, it should always be that. I've actually done that with, um, done it with Mighty Ducks as well. Have you seen, did you see the oh. Mighty Ducks as a series? No, but I, at the same time that I would have watched Karate Kid, I also rewatched Mighty Ducks yeah. and I thought it was horrendous. <laughs> yeah, the film doesn't stand up, but the series, it's much, it's, it's a kid's show. Like right. my nephews will watch that. Um, but it's, it's, it's fun and it does... It has the same kind of thing of it's little Easter eggs from the old films and stuff. Oh, okay. Yeah. It's well made. And it's quite What's fun. that on? Disney Plus. 
Oh, okay. Yeah, I see. Yeah, because the Cobra Kai was on YouTube, wasn't it? And then yeah. Netflix picked it up. Yeah, yes, in the, for the third series. Yeah. The, yeah, the, third, the first two went on to YouTube and then they sold it to Netflix. Isn't it incredible how massive YouTube is? Yet the idea of sort of watching a show on there is, a, to me, the equivalent of, of Cobra Kai going on YouTube at the start. I sort of wrote it off a bit because of it. It's the equivalent of, of it coming back and going on Channel 5. Yeah. yeah. But watch, I know this is quite a commitment, but watch number one, two, and three. Because, right. Because by the time you get to the third series of Cobra Kai, there are references from all of them, or especially the oh. first two. Yeah. Um, and you get so much more out of it if you can remember the little things that happen. Oh, lovely. There you go. I feel like, I feel like we might have been quite niche with these. <laughs> I, I hope people have been interested. No, it's been great. And you've done, considering the anxiety you had, your choices have been incredible. <laughs> oh, and so great. true to you. Um, well, well, that's it. I think, yeah, that's... It's, it, I, I went for the people I want... It's not like, oh my God, it's this person. It's a bit from this band. It's so exciting. Like, yeah. I generally would have great conversations with these people, I think. And I imagine actually, especially Vince McMahon and Mr. Miyagi, I reckon they'd have some stuff to chat about. <laughs> I'd love to see what happens. I just heard a podcast and one of the wrestlers had gone to his house. And like, this is how big a deal it is with Vince McMahon. Like, he, like it's such a big story. He, they went to his house. Like, it's a huge oh. thing. And they, everyone wants to know what's it like. And apparently mm. they brought out homemade brownies and Vincent Mann had two. And the, and the wrestler, <laughs> he was offered the second one because he had the wrestler. It was, I think it was Chris Jericho. And the wrestler hadn't signed with him. It was like this big thing. He'd come from WCW. And, oh. it was like, it, and the whole thing was like, it seemed that like he thought it was a, like a test. And then Vincent Mann <sighs> offered him another brownie. And he was like, if oh. I take a brownie, am I... What's the vibe here? Is it like, yeah. if I have a brownie, does he think I'm fat and I shouldn't, do you know what I mean? Or is it, yeah. hey, we're matey, I, you know, let's go both Don't ways. Don't say no if he offers you a brownie. Oh. Yeah, yeah. But he went for imagine, it out. I was going to say, God knows what you'd do there. I imagine you just sort of run out the window and never go back. <laughs> jump out the window, run off. <laughs> oh. Right. Oh God, do you see that? Is that your headphones jumping out? That's a totally oh, you can't hear me. Bloody, totally, I told you I didn't want to put bloody headphones in. <laughs> Sorry. I got excited and I just... Did, did you watch this film with uh, Vince Vaughn in the wrestling film? Uh, Fight with my family. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's a great film. And I'll tell you why it's I It's really like good. So my girlfriend at the time, so my last girlfriend, like when we met, our first date, actually, weirdly, I went, I took her to watch wrestling, right? Because it was just, <laughs> we were meant to go on a date. But I had these tickets and then I was like, someone dropped out. I think it might be Sean dropped out, actually. And oh. I was like, oh, I've gone to this thing. Anyway, so she came and it was like a bit weird for her. She's like, what the fuck's this wrestling? <laughs> and she wasn't convinced by wrestling. And then this film came nah. out. And what's ah. great about this film is it explains, because the thing is, if you love wrestling since you're a kid, you just get it. You just understand. But if you're not in that world, yeah. you think it's a weird thing. But the, this film explains everything at a basic level of why it's good. And it, yes, it is fake, but it's, 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 it's athletic and it's storytelling. Yeah. And since then, she's, she's, she was interesting after that. So oh. I think it's a good film to sort of get people into it. Oh, perfect. And an amazing story. How was it? Was it The Rock was in a hotel room watching a documentary about the actual family? Yes. And, yeah, and yeah. decided that he had to make the film. 
family uh, from Norwich, uh, their daughter, yeah. they, they ran wrestling, a wrestling school and their daughter got into WWE and is super famous now. Because it's it is almost like, like, it's such a good story that it's almost like you'd imagine it to be, the fiction would be that sort of story, a real proper rags mm. to riches. Yeah, yeah. Um, and the brother sort of getting left behind. So it's full of spoilers now, but it's Florence yeah. Pugh, isn't it? And she's a uh, Florence Pugh is the uh, the actor in it. She's that uh, she plays oh, the wrestler. Sorry. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I've never heard of her before, but I've recently been in, watching those of crime dramas lately in lockdown. That's just a fad I'm in at the moment, and she's in one. So cut that out. That's not interesting. Next. <laughs> That's, that's the worst story anyone's ever told. <laughs> oh, oh, she's in. She's in. <laughs> she, basically, all I've told you is she's an actor. <laughs> she's not a wrestler. <laughs> Just want you to make it clear she's not a wrestler. <laughs> she's um, she's in Midsummer, and she's now dating Zach Braff. And I think oh. she was in uh, Little Women. I think uh, I believe I she was Oscar she, nominated. Yeah, yeah. Yes, mm. yes, that's, yeah, I think so, yeah. There you go, so I, I salvaged it. <laughs> a good story now, because a bit of information, yeah. This is the part now where I go through who I chose for you. Okay, yeah, I, I mean, I, I feel, because of what I said at the beginning, I feel like it was almost impossible for you. I feel like you might have got me Aggie, but, I'm, but other than that, I don't think so. We'll find out. Right. <clears throat> for a live, I actually went with... Um, because I was thinking that I was thinking about which comedians did I think would sort of uh, influence you and right. who I thought that you would have maybe been a fan of. And, and again, because they're so accessible that we can meet these people. A lot of them, I think, that would have influenced you, you. You maybe have met or you mm. very easily could. Um, so I went with uh, Jonah Hill. <laughs> imagine imagine that was your you'd be like Darren Brown that'd be such a great reveal the whole time you'd made me say Jonah Hill like when we first met you were just putting these seeds of Jonah Hill seeds every time I think of you it... <laughs> like the, the password for the Zoom call was like J-N-H-L-L and you're just like mm, yeah fine <laughs> and I was saying stuff to her do you, uh, do, do you want to go first? Do you want to go first? Yeah. Ooh, yeah, he's a bit over the hill, isn't he? Do you want to <laughs> just dropping it in? <laughs> um, I actually went with Steve Martin. Oh. Because his stand-up was, I mean, I mean, it's in a nice term, it was sort of like irreverent. Is mm. that the right words? Um, uh, uh, yeah. I that, that didn't even, I didn't even consider that, but... I'd, I would like, I'd like that. And he's, he, he, as a comedian, he's, he's as far away from us now, but, and the fact that he doesn't really do it anymore, or doesn't do it yeah. anymore, that you wouldn't really, uh, you, you're never going to really cross paths. And like he was it, so yeah. big. What he, his story is incredible. Mm. His book is amazing. I've, I've re-bought it because I'd lost it. So I bought Born Standing Up and mm. I'm making sure, in fact, I can start reading it now because I bought it in lockdown because I really started to like consume lots of comedy and comedy interviews and stuff during lockdown. So I was missing comedy so much. And I was about to read it. I thought this is actually going to make it worse. So now I've got my first geek back on the first of May. So I'm mm. going to uh, I'm going to read it now this week, like I and think, get back into it. I think that is the the best stand up book. It, like like the only thing that would make it better for me would be if he'd started in this country and I knew the places. Do you know what I mean? But the yeah. story is amazing, and there's, there's there's very little footage of his stand up back then. And it's like almost when you watch it, it doesn't really make sense. 
Mm. It was so sort of, because yeah. at the time, a bit like what we said about you earlier, people do say what I've sort of heard about it was it was sort of rallying against everything else. He was mm. deliberately being stupid. He was deliberately like playing and saying, you know, this this is the completely opposite of what comedians are saying right now. And mm. everybody just got the joke to the point where he was filling stadiums with it. Yeah, yeah. Crazy for the stadiums uh, with bl- blue yeah. animals. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like an arrow through his head. Yeah, yeah. But like, and it was, that's around the time of, I would guess uh, that Monty Python were doing the same thing over here. Oh, that kind of, yeah. What wouldn't, what wouldn't you say? What wouldn't you do? Like, yeah, that kind yeah. Of and just incredible that it got so big. But him there in the white suit with the bunny ears, it's like ridiculous. But I guess it was all against all those big sort of hard hitting, maybe like Carlin, I guess. was that Would that have been around mm. then he was oh, going up know. against? Maybe. But, but, is, but is that example in, in America, like what we were saying earlier, that one, a lot of these big stand-ups don't carry on doing stand-up. They go into movies. No. And him, but like Eddie Murphy, like all these people. It, yeah. I so I don't know what that is. Do you think it's because at that level you've done, you've gone so high, you can only make it worse? I think it must be. I think it must be. It's only downhill from here, and it downhill. was just. <laughs> don't need to keep doing it, mate. <laughs> I know your game now. <laughs> for dead <laughs> I went with uh, Pat Morita did you? yeah wow because that was a decision I made of oh like I had to make a decision I didn't want both of them that'd be silly but right like, I, he was basically he was my first on both lists and I had to decide would I prefer Miyagi Miyagi yep. or would I want um, the actor and I and I did uh, one of the strengths of the actor was because he's a stand-up I thought you could talk about that as well but I, I, I assumed it was one or the other uh, oh, well. which is why my fictional choice was uh, Mr. Mr. Miyagi was it? yeah oh well congratulations uh, <laughs> like that? like well done yeah that's great edged your best <laughs> <laughs> so yeah because I, I, I thought yeah I, well I wondered whether you would pick Ralph Macchio right that character as well i i I knew you'd go karate kid with something because i i talk about it too much i mean i i had considered having all characters from karate kid right yeah that wouldn't surprise me i thought that would limit what we could talk about so i thought for the sake of your podcast i'll choose some different people but it's a fantastic choice we now have the hardest part of the podcast where we have to pick which one goes through to the ultimate dinner party so we've got yeah. Vince McMahon, Bob Monkhouse, and uh, sorry, Bob Monkhouse and uh, Mr. Miyagi. Yeah. Who do you want to put through? It's not hard. It's not hard. It's, I, it's not. Hard. Yeah. Usually it's hard. And as I was doing that, I was thinking, we all know who this is going for. And I feel like everyone there, I, I, what I'm thinking is, I don't know who's, like, I've only seen a few, but like, if, all, whoever's there, when Mr. Miyagi walked through the door, surprise. Everyone yeah. is going to really enjoy that moment that he comes in. I think. I think. They're, they're, I think their reaction would be like, "It's Mr. Miyagi." Yeah. Wow, Mr. Miyagi's here. Yeah, and, and and even anybody there who hasn't seen the film would probably still appreciate the fact that he's there. Yeah, and a, like a bit yeah. like, and it's come up before. I think with Sean McLaughlin that even if like if R two D two came in, if you've never seen Star Wars, that would mean something to you. Well, I mean, it's a robot. Like, wow. <laughs> so, 
that's exciting anyway. Just a robot. Yeah, that's true. That would probably blow your mind. Yeah. Enough to turn your head. <laughs> uh, yeah, so, I, th- I think it's one of the one of the easier choices. Yeah, and I don't think like Americans wouldn't know who Bob Monkhouse is, and I feel like the majority of of people probably don't know who Vince McMahon is. So I think. Yeah, it's interesting, isn't it? Like, uh, he's probably somebody who, even if you didn't know quite who he was, I think a lot of people would know. I know the name and it's something to do with wrestling, but they probably would maybe think, mm. my mum would probably think he was a wrestler, maybe. Um, yeah. I don't know. Actually, I'm seeing her on Sunday. I'll ask her. My <laughs> I'll let you know. know. I love wrestling and my mum wouldn't know. Oh, she would oh, not blimey. have a clue who that was. Oh, no, of course not. My dad, my dad loves wrestling. Like he's, oh, does he? Watches he? As mu- he watches as much as I do. Yeah. We, that's oh, that's nice. Songs bonding things so when there's the big ones do you watch it together when there's the big things do you like record them and watch them um i'm imagine i only said record because i imagine your dad's not staying up till four in the morning (laughs) that's true actually yeah um no we won't do that because it it just it's just not practical but we both watch it and then we'll go for a walk and then we'll chat about it oh nice uh, because he used to take me to the wrestling like local wrestling here, my nan oh. used to take my brother and I, and we'd go to Ashford's Ashford Sports Centre, and they'd have the, the, the events, and it'd be a big deal back then. Like big dad, like I think we saw Big Daddy once, like back then. Oh, that really? Sort of well, that's yeah. cool. So, did your dad get you into it? Yeah, essentially. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's lovely. And my, my other granddad, my mum's side, would always be watching the World of Sport wrestling on a Saturday when, like, like when I was like three or four, and I really remember sitting there with him just watching the wrestling. So it's always sort of been there. But despite that, we're going Mr. Miyagi. (laughs) (laughs) But I'm I'm, I'm imagining that your other guests haven't picked my dad. So so if my dad and my nan were there, maybe I'll go Vince McMahon, but I don't think they are. (laughs) Fair point. Um, Where could people find you? The classic end of the podcast. Uh, very easy on social media at jokes with Mark, and that's my name on my podcast as well. So at jokes with Mark, at jokes with Mark, and um, it's a, yeah, and that is the podcast, and it's very good. And um, I've done it. If anyone wants to, I mean, listen to listen to any episode. I'd love you to come back on it, so because I think it's probably been a year <laughs> since you last. Oh, I think it. it's been longer. Yeah. Well, I'll get back on then. Yeah, that's, if, yeah. if you want to. I do want to, and I'll be on it very soon. That was Mark. I hope you enjoyed the episode. Please remember to rate and subscribe and tell your friends. And as always, I will be back next week with another episode. Bye. Must make sacred pact. I promise teach karate. That to my part. You promise learn. I say you do. No question. That to your part. <laughs> <laughs>